0: All right, so in our, in our uh, Sunday school youth services, we've been, or Sunday school services over the last few weeks, we've been talking a lot about, about faith, um, and then kind of where we started was obviously what is faith, so Hebrews 11, 1, it says, faith is the confidence that we hope for will actually happen, and it gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So assurance is is the state of being sure a certainty in one's abilities the Bible says that without faith it is impossible to please the Lord yeah. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says for I know the plans I have for you says the Lord they are plans for good not for disaster to give you a future and a hope God requires all all of us to know and believe that He is in control and has a plan for us. How many times have we gone, how how many of us have gone through some kind of trial this week and we ask ourselves, and we ask ourselves why am I going through this? Did I do something wrong? Did I not pray enough? Did I not pray, did I pray at all? Did I read my Bible? Is there some kind of sin, something sin or otherwise, in my life that I am unaware of, that I didn't repent from? Now, sometimes that may be true, but more often not. This is a trick of the enemy. He wants to he wants us to self-condemn ourselves and doubt God's love for us. Sure, we face com- consequences for our actions and inactions. However, we see from the example of Job that you can be living righteously doing everything you should be doing and still face trials and tribulations. Or maybe you thought that once you gave your life to God that it would just be smooth sailing from there on out. You know, like, God's got me. I'll be all right. Ain't nothing nothing bad going to happen now. This brings me to the lesson of my title, Be Like Joseph. Let's go ahead and pray one more time. Dear Father, we just thank you again for this opportunity to come together, God, and just please be with me as the speaker just to be able to be clear and and easy to understand, God, and just help me to speak whatever it is you have for me, God. And if, it's, if you pull in a different direction, just help me to be willing to go that direction and help us all to be receptive to what you have tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight I'm going to talk a little bit about Joseph son of Jacob and Rachel I'm I'm sure there's one or two youth in here that can help me with that because we've we've probably probably more likely talked about his entire story and been using his story about talking about faith like Job Joseph was righteous he was favored by his father and that caused his brothers to be jealous of him I mean how many of y'all the favorite favorite kids in the family Nice. The Lord gave him a couple of dreams. He gave him a promise that one day his family would bow down at his feet. Now that would probably cause some problems because he told his family about the dreams and that would infuriate him. So, because I know if I told my brother, hey, you're gonna be bowing down to me one day, it'd probably just end up in a fight. So naturally, because they're a loving family, they devised a plan to throw him in a pit and pretend that he was killed by an animal. Upon seeing some Ishmaelite traders, they came up with another brilliant plan. Let's go ahead and sell them. So they sold him to Pharaoh. Nope. <laughs> this was a discussion in our uh, Sunday school because apparently somebody had it wrong. But eventually, Joseph was brought, he was sold to Potiphar. Joseph was brought to Egypt and sold to Potiphar, which is an Egyptian officer, right? We got this. Kyle was teaching us. So let's just pause there for a minute and and put ourselves in Joseph's shoes. I'd probably be pretty irritated because if I felt like I was doing everything for God, what in the world is going on right now? God gave me this promise that my family would be bowing at my feet, but here I am being totally disrespected, pretending like I'm dead, and they sold me to some traitors as a slave. And now I'm bowing at someone else's feet. What other thoughts might be going through our mind? Is this worth it? I mean, I'm doing everything I can and this is how I'm going to end up? This does not seem very fair to me at all. So here we, we acknowledge that Joseph has been through some heart treatment. But the Bible also reminds us that the Lord is with us. Or the, the Lord was with Joseph. Genesis 39 verse 2 the Lord was with Joseph so he su- succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of his Egyptian master so not only did he have favor he soul, but it said he succeeded in everything as a servant so he was killing it as a servant I guess that's I mean that's a good good testimony I'm a servant but I'm, I was killing it I was the best servant continue to verse 3 Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph giving him success in everything he did this pleased Potiphar so he soon made Joseph his personal attendant he put him in charge of his entire household and everything he owned so my man Joseph found favor didn't have favor favor with just God but in turn he ended up getting favor with Potiphar and was promoted to his personal assistant having complete responsibility for everything that he owned I mean that doesn't sound like much of a servant I'm in charge of everything which I would imagine he had everything he needed at that point but it wasn't long after that that Potiphar's wife ended up trying to seduce him trying trying to lay with him however my man Joseph here was denied her and he bounced he was like I'm out not today Satan I ain't falling for that But if that wasn't bad enough, he ran off like he should've, but he left his cloak behind. And that wouldn't have been such a big deal, except Potiphar's wife was obviously mad by that. So she used it to tell Potiphar that he attempted to fool with her. Not that she was going after him, but he was going after me. So of course, naturally, Potiphar was mad, threw Joseph in prison. Again, we could put ourselves in Joseph's shoes. I mean, come on. This is ridiculous. I can't do nothing right. She was trying to come with me. I did what I could, ran away, and now I'm in prison. This is ridiculous. Why am I going through this? What did I do wrong? At this point, would we even remember the dream and the promise that God gave us at that point? Or would, I mean, me, I would probably would have forgotten about it. I mean, because... Anything good that I thought was going to happen is obviously not happening. But nowhere in the Bible does it say Joseph even deserved to go through this stuff. I mean, it doesn't say he committed some great sin and didn't repent of it. So why is it happening in the first place? So Genesis 39, verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph in prison and showed him his faithful love. And the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. I mean, he just, he's everybody's favorite. How does he even get thrown in prison in the first place? Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. So just like when he was a servant, he's killing it as a prisoner, I guess. I mean, he's a good prisoner? The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. Again, the Bible tells us that the Lord was with Joseph and showed him his faithful love. Joseph found favor with the prison warden and was put in charge of all the other prisoners. So long story short, sometime later, two, two of Pharaoh's servants were in prison under Joseph's watch. They each had a dream and were eager to understand them. Joseph inquired about their dreams and was able to interpret them with the Lord's help. Joseph told them to remember him and mention him to Pharaoh when he got out. So he did this dude a favor and was like, hey, whenever you get out, don't forget about me. Kind of need help in here. But three days later, those two servants were released from prison. One returned to his job and the other, as predicted, he was executed. The one that was supposed to mention Joseph to Pharaoh obviously completely forgot. I know I'd probably be pretty mad at that point. Like, what? This dude forgot about me? That was my way out. I ain't, what am I going to do now? This is ridiculous. Now I'm stuck in here and nobody knows I'm in here. So a full two years went by and Pharaoh ends up having a dream that no one can interpret for him. This is when the servant remembers Joseph, finally, and tells Pharaoh that he accurately interpreted his own dream. So he tells Pharaoh that God is revealing what's to come, that Egypt would experience seven years of prosperity and seven years of famine. Joseph then makes some suggestions as to how the Pharaoh should handle this situation. And again, he ends up putting Joseph in charge of the court, who is now, he's now the second in command. This dude just, it's kind of irritating. Like, they bring him down, he's like, nah, I'm going to be a servant. Well, I'm going to be the best. I'm in charge now. You're a prisoner. Well, I'm in charge of all the prisoners. Joseph ends up pretty much running Egypt. It all ended up working out for him. We went through the story to point out that the trials that Joseph went through, and that God was with him throughout it all. Of course, we find why he went through this sequence of trials. When the famine hit Egypt, obviously his family was in Egypt. It affected his family. Joseph was not only able to provide a place for them to live, food, everything. So in this famine, when everybody's struggling, he was able to bring his entire family there and take care of all of them. So we find in that dream, as in the dream, the promise that God had given Joseph all those years ago had come to pass. At this point, I'd like to also mention that Joseph faced those trials due to his faith. It wasn't just to save his family, I mean, but it was because of his faith. He believed that God had given him the dream and shared it with him and made others mad. This landed him in the pit and then being sold to slavery. So God gave him a dream. He mentioned the dream. And because of that, he was thrown in a pit. His fear and faith in God is what kept him from succumbing to temptation and landed him in prison. Another point is that Joseph's faith is what kept him blessed throughout the trials that he faced. It was his fear and faith that kept him from sinning against God. And in turn, God immediately blessed him. And no matter when he was a slave, a servant, he was the head servant. Like whatever they put him in, he was at the top of the list for that. If that's not God taking care of you, I don't know what is. His faith in the power of God is what gave him the ability to interpret the, the two dreams or three dreams, which eventually ended up getting him out of prison. He voiced and acted on his faith in God's power and was able to interpret Pharaoh's dreams, which led him to being blessed in the promotion to the second in command, in which turn fulfilled God's promise to him. And at 30 years old, he was extremely rich and powerful. I passed 30 a little while ago. I ain't rich or powerful at all. His faith allowed him to provide for his family and others during the famine. But maybe Joseph's greatest faith was shown in his conversation with his brothers when he finally revealed. So let's read Genesis 45, verse 4. Please come close, he said to them. So they came closer, and he he said again, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into slavery. Now I don't know about y'all, but at this point... I'd probably lose my mind. I'd be like in your face. <laughs> Told you you'd be bound down I mean, look at you now. You thought you can get rid of me. Mm-mm, I'm back. But lucky, luckily, Joseph did not act like me. Let's go ahead and continue. Verse five. Don't be upset. Don't be angry with yourselves for selling me to this place. It was God who sent me here ahead of you to preserve your lives. This famine that has ravaged the land for two years will last five more years, and there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive and to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he said, And he is the one who made me the advisor to the Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace and governor of all Egypt. So instead of pointing the blame at his brothers for everything he went through, he recognized right there that, and shares with them that it was God's plan that he went through it. Amen. He didn't say, luckily all this worked out in the end. No, he said it wasn't Gail's fault. God did this. Yeah. Yeah. He gives God the glory for all that had transpired that eventually led him to being in power, to having his dream fulfilled. So while we recognize that Joseph faced trials to his faith, we also see that he, continually, he was continually blessed because of it. But much like Joseph, we face trials. Now when I'm talking about trials, I'm not talking about the everyday stuff like your car gets a flat tire, your car battery dies, which seems to be my problem lately. You slept through the alarm and now you're late for work. You go to get some coffee, realize you're out. Whew, that's a rough one. But I, we're, I want to talk about trials that come because of our faith. Maybe you've already experienced some being written up at work for praying for a coworker, passed up for a promotion because you have to work on Sundays or Wednesdays. Have you lost friends due to l- giving your life to God? Have you lost family? Have you lost friends at school? Have your friends quit inviting you to parties or to hang out on the weekends? Or maybe they've started making fun of you for going to church. And that's just not for the youth. That's adults too. The list can go on and on. But the point i like to make is we need to be like Joseph. We need to not lose faith in God. Just because we're going through a trial we need to know that all of that with all of our being that God is in control not to blame others because we are going through something because Joseph could have blamed his brothers at any point but he said no it wasn't y'all's fault it was God's plan that no matter how much time passes we know that God is not a God that should lie and that, he promi- that his promises will come to pass in his own timing, in his own way. So it may seem like we're going through a trial now, and it's not going anywhere. Nothing's getting any better. But it's God's timing, not yours. I mean, Joseph went through this for years before he finally got to where he, he need, needed to be. It's all part of his plan for our lives. We need to be more like Joseph. The Bible has a lot to say about having faith and or faith being tried. One, it builds endurance. Yeah. James 1 and 3. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. You'll never know how strong your faith is until you test it out. Right. We can talk, like, I, I can say, yeah, I do the same thing as Joseph in this situation. But you don't know until you go through it. And working out your faith or exercising your faith will only make it stronger. So if if we can endure, the Bible says that we will receive a crown of life. James 1 and 12, God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life God has promised to those who love him. Now, another one that kind of jumps out at me is the Bible even says that we're supposed to go through trials. Not only should we not be surprised, but the Bible takes it one step further. Now, this one I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be a little proud of this one. I pulled a map in here, and I did a little word study. Now, these aren't big words, so don't be too impressed. But First Peter four thirteen. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed in all the world. Now, that same verse for the King James Version, I didn't put it up there, Stephen. It uses the word rejoice instead of very glad. He didn't say okay, be okay with, be satisfied, be happy. He said rejoice, which means to feel or show great joy or delight. Amen. Now, this stuck out because how often we go through trials and we rejoice about it. Right. Yeah. Right. We, it says to show and feel joy. So not only when you're going through the trials, it's not saying just be happy with it. You, you, it's an outward. You have to show that you are okay show joy, like, yes, I'm going through something, but God has it in the end. What would give us the drive and determination to rejoice during our trials? So I'll go to the next verse, First Peter four fourteen. If you are insulted because you bear the name of Christ, you will be blessed, for the glorious Spirit of God rests upon you. So just like God was with Joseph, through it all, he will be with you, and blessings are going to follow. It may not seem like it right now, but they're, they're coming. So let's go ahead and stand. So, so I know I've said it several times, but let, let's try to be more like Joseph. Amen. So as we're going through trials in our life, I want to challenge everyone right now to think of a trial that they either recently went through or you're currently going through and thank God yeah. thank him, thank him for walking through you through walking with you through it yeah. thank him for the promises that he has covered your life and that he had a plan for your life even before you were born jeremiah twenty nine eleven again for i know the plans i have for you says the lord that they are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and a hope so all we need to do is just keep our eyes on jesus Amen. Amen. as you're going through your trial it might not seem like god is with you right. but he is yeah. romans 8:28 and we know that god causes everything to work together for good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them we just need to hold on to the end right God is with us and soon he's gonna he's gonna be pouring his blessings out on you just like Joseph you'll you'll come out of your trial stronger and closer to God than you went in because Joseph was close to God But then when he came out, he came out pretty much running Egypt and saved his family and a whole bunch of people. I mean, if he wasn't there, would Egypt have even been around? So we just need to focus on God through all our trials and just be like Joseph and just keep our eyes on him and just keep pressing forward. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you again for this day, God. And just- if you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit EphesusChurch.com. Thank you for being a part.